Hello, and welcome to Pressing Matters, a fly-on-the-wall-style podcast about WordPress, business, and life. Your hosts are Ian. Hello. And Jack. Hello. Ian's a plug-in author and works for Delicious Brains, and Jack runs better notifications for WP and his web design agency. Let's get on with the show. This episode is sponsored by Fastspring, the full-service e-commerce solution that enables software companies to sell more, stay lean, and compete big. Find out more on fastspring.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pressing Matters. Ian, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Jack. We've This has been a little bit of a hiatus for us. We've not recorded, I don't think we pushed one out since May. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm good, thanks. There's lots been happening, so hence we had a bit of a break, um, I guess, business, personal, um, but yeah, no, I'm doing all right. The sun is finally shining. It feels like we may get a summer at last in England, but yeah, still not, still not really uh, holding much hope. How about yourself? Are you good? Yes, I'm all good. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons for the break is that I've been moving. I moved house three weeks ago, and um, you know, obviously, everything that goes with the house is a fairly stressful and busy ordeal. Really, just didn't have a lot of time for for anything. So, um, but yeah, I moved now and. Uh, it's great, really enjoying it. I've been out on a few cycles and sort of enjoying the area. Um, it's it's been good. It's been, it, the move was painless. You know, we had our oh, wow. moving company help us. So that was good, and uh, they were absolutely brilliant. In fact, I left a, a review for them this morning and just sang their praises. They were just great, and um, yeah, uh, yeah, everything's everything's kind of good. I'm nicely settled now. Things are things are kind of moving yeah. along. Got internet back. Just straight into work again for the last couple of weeks. It's been all good. Yeah, I can imagine you must be so like not stressed now. You must just think about in the evenings now and just not having to worry about the move, you know, clocking off from work and just thinking, huh, I can just enjoy living in the house. Um, yeah, I suppose it. My my worries about moving have been sort of converted into worries about like things I have to do to the house because my house that I moved into needs quite a bit of work. So. Um, uh, yeah, it's kind of difficult to run a whole office off for a, off a single plug socket. So, um, oh, man. <laughs> which is yeah. the situation I'm in at the moment. But uh, but that's all about to be sorted. Having loads of electrical work, gas work, some building work done, and um, yeah, it's it's just kind of trying to coordinate it. But uh, yeah. I've kind of gotten getting to the end of that process as well now, where I'm just gonna yeah. I've to, I've got a booked in. It's just got to happen. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to ask you, how are you feeling about leaving your garden office your you know your pride and joy the the subject of countless hours of footage and and youtube videos and you know your literally blood sweat and tears were, mm. were you sad i wasn't actually um i felt like i should be more than i was but <laughs> I, I was i wasn't i i i can't really explain it all that much i think i think ultimately the um the the office was a really good fun project and it taught me an absolute ton and given me a lot of confidence on like building things and understanding you know building building work to an extent and all the things that kind of go into it um but i i and i loved it i loved doing it but it was it was it was always an addition to my house you know it was always going to be one day we're going to move from here and this is going to stay here um and i thought well that's okay because i can build another one somewhere else i can i can do that um and you know it, it gave us a bit more money when we sold our house because it was there um and you know it ultimately it i think for me it provided the value that i wanted to get out of it and whilst i wasn't kind of in there for as long as i wanted to working from there as long as i wanted to um 
I look forward to building another one and, and kind of doing that, at, you know, making it better at a, late, a later date. So, yeah, not as yeah. sad as I as I thought I would be, really. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, no. it was it it was it was it's um it's it's sad to see that I'm not working from it anymore, but I'm actually really enjoying being back in, like working from working from my sort of extra bedroom in my house, and I'm really enjoying that again. It's nice to be in amongst the um kind of the hub of family life. Yeah, I, there's definitely pros and cons to being outside, and like similarly to you, when when we moved house a couple of years ago, I left the garden office that, not similar to you, I didn't build myself, but it was it was my thing and it was my place in the garden, and I wasn't actually too sad when I left it at all, and it was just actually nice to be back in the office and be closer to a toilet, but closer to the kitchen, closer to like, I don't know, there is there is benefits to being outside, but I don't miss it. Although I was mm. the only thing I was slightly worried slash sad about was what the the new owners would do to it because i drove past the house maybe three months after we sold it and there was a skip outside and i was kind of trying to crane my neck to see was there any part of the office like thinking oh no don't get rid of it you know that but that's i guess that's just whatever you know that's the nature of it yeah absolutely yeah i know that the um the people that bought um my old house um, he works from home, so it was oh, it was going to be his office. So yeah, that was exactly what they wanted, really. And yeah. um, there, there's a there's a lot more of those sorts of things popping up. So you know, if that's something that you do, then I guess it's going to become more competitive. You know, whose house has got the best garden office? I don't know, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I, joking aside, I think it was a selling point for us as well because the the hus- uh, the wife was a teacher and she just needed a place to do work and stuff. So yeah, it, it, it's a it's a competitive advantage for sure. Especially mm. since the pandemic, wow! Like, how helpful is that for people? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Well, one day I'll build another one. <laughs> one day. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, no, it, it has been busy, hasn't it? It has. Yeah. So yeah. Aside from that, I'm trying to think what else I've done. Really, I've I've taken on some pretty meaty projects, and actually, it's been the first time in like a few years where. I've been working on a project pretty intensely and then had to stop and stop dead for about a week and a half um, whilst I moved and then didn't have internet for a bit um, and then start it up again. And actually that trying to start the wheel turning again was actually more of a challenge than I thought it was going to be this time around. I don't know why. Um, I just got into, I guess I just got into a different mode, you know, of, of sort of, you know, my head was in a different way. And um, I, I sat down and I was trying to write some PHP on the first day back and I just thought I, I just you could I just couldn't get my mind in gear it was like looking at a foreign language completely I just couldn't and then I thought I'm, I'm not even really writing PHP I'm, I'm like writing like like sort of pseudo jQuery it was it would I don't even know what I was doing but then the next oh, wow. day I was yeah. I'd have a I'd had a big coffee that morning and it was absolutely fine from there on <laughs> I guess because you'd had a you'd had a, a proper break and your mind was thinking about completely other things with the house move and being preoccupied with you know, not even just a holiday mode brain. You, mm. Yeah, T- took a while to get back, perhaps back into it. it. It did. Yeah, I think it. I think it probably did. And um, and actually, I've I've kind of found a really nice balance uh, since then of um, spending you know the majority of my day working and then doing a bit of something to my house, whatever it might be. It might be putting a picture up. It might be um, demolishing a chimney, which is what I'm doing at the moment. Um, slightly larger job, or or you know, or or. You, do, you know like tidying up the garden because the garden was a bit overgrown when we got here and everything whatever it might be I'm trying to find this balance of like working on home working on you know my business or in my business and 
I'm finding that one affects the other quite nicely. So it gives if I want to break from sitting at a computer, I can go off and do one of those things. And if I want to break from that, you know, because I feel like I've done enough or I'm tired, I can sit down and then do some work. So I'm kind of developing this nice balance at the moment. Um, yeah. yeah, which I'm enjoying. Are you still heavily into client work at the moment? What's, hap- <coughs> what's happening with the plugins? Yeah, um, so plugin plugin work is sort of, I, I've, I've kind of slowed that down a little bit. I'm not developing or bug fixing nearly as much as I want to be, but I'm also not really in a position time-wise to kind of continue with that at the moment. Um, that being said, there are things kind of going on in the background at all times. Um, just at a lesser a lesser rate, I guess. Um, so yeah, I am definitely in the thick of, of more client work. Um, and I'm actually really enjoying that. I mean, you know, the thing that I basically did prior to doing any plugin work was just custom theme development. Uh, if you listen to this, you know, podcast before, you'll know, that, you know, from previous episodes that I've said before about that's basically what I've been doing since I started my business. And I haven't really done that. I've done like development of themes that I've worked on over you know years but i haven't had to build a new theme for a while and i have like this is this big project i've been working on at the moment it's actually been a really interesting project um it's not only been a custom theme and a brand new like wordpress site but it's been um importing uh, a website from craft cms to wordpress um and it's quite funny because wherever you look at online like try and convert a website um, most people move from WordPress to craft, but I'm moving the mm. other way around. I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the podcast before or not, but, um, it, it, you know, that was challenging because it had a very custom way of working. It had been developed and that's one of the benefits of like kind of craft, I guess, over WordPress. It's a bit more, um, a bit more custom again, you know, the CMS is more custom than say WordPress is. And, uh, so yeah, but fortunately the export that you can do is, uh, just a JSON file. So I just wrote some import scripts that will just iterate over that and kind of import everything and uh, do some lookups and, you know, for, for various things, you know, as you go in, like kind of you have to translate category names to IDs and all that sort of thing. And I've got functions that kind of deal with all of that. But mm. it's been an interesting and fun challenge. And uh, yeah, it's it's not been a bad uh, project to work on, really. Uh, I know I've said a couple of, couple of episodes ago now, uh, towards the earlier part of the year, that last year i think plugin kind of revenue overtook client revenue and what i realized is this year is that i've i'm in control of that balance i can i can if i want to spend more time doing plugins you know the revenue goes up and if i want to spend more time doing client work the revenue goes up and i've been doing that long enough that i can kind of drum up work quite quickly as it turns out um wherever i need it to be so um Mm. so yeah it's nice it's kind of understanding those balances at the moment, everything life is all about balances. It seems for me. Yeah. Uh, just talking about plugin stuff because, as you said, revenue, the, the split of revenue between the two is is in your control. Um, but I just wanted to ask mm. how you are finding your plugin revenue as we go. We're in the summer. We're July, mid July. Um, it, it seems like in the, we're in the UK, and I think probably in representative representative in other countries like the US and stuff that. People are now opening back up after lockdowns, and uh, it looks from other places. It looks like e-commerce is suffering, and I've definitely seen a dip in June and probably this month as well for for my plugins. Are you affected by that? Mm. Are you seeing a dip, or are you putting that down to you not spending as much time on it, or you know? Yeah, it's funny. It's um, it's a multitude of things. I think I and I was I was talking to my wife about this the other day, sort of explaining kind of what I'm witnessing as the ebb and flow of like plugin revenue. 
Mm. And specifically, I'm going to talk about better notifications here because Content Notify, my other plugin, is still early days still. And um, although I did release it 11 months ago now, so. Um, but yeah, but um, but no, I think sometimes it's difficult to to see, you know, uh, the 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 kind of how everything's going really. Um, so there was a couple of months last year at the beginning of the pandemic where. I had a lot of sales unexpectedly, um, all legitimate, all good, you know, nothing wrong with it. I had some really good months. But then I think there was this kind of offset on how the kind of pandemic was viewed across countries. So, you know, being here in the UK, the pandemic really started in Europe a month or two before we got it here. So there's this kind of slow knock on effect of things. So, um, I think I kind of attributed the uptick in sales after the beginning of the pandemic in the UK to say being more US customer base, uh, you know, you know, purchases. Um, and then this year, I've since really good, um, like revenue has been really good the first half of this year. And I attribute that to rebuilding the website in January. And which feels like a million years ago now for some reason. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, and and it's it's a much better sort of um, you know uh, selling tool for uh, my plugins add-ons. Um, and then yes, you will get obviously those natural kind of months where you know people are on holiday more or you know they're not around more or whatever. Um, yeah. But uh, but then you know I guess you that's that's new sales. It's not necessarily existing sales where you might have recurring revenue like I do, like you do, um, you know as well. So those things kind of take care of themselves. But also there's this other aspect. And this is the part I was talking to my wife about, where sometimes you have a plugin that just serves a purpose for a time, whatever mm. that may be. So better notifications for WP, it's a notifications plugin. It replaces the email system within WordPress and extends it. Now, last year, a lot more people were working from home. There might have been a lot more websites that dealt with, you know, talking to people, communication, that kind of thing. So no email notifications became a bigger deal for, yeah. for those sites. But this year less of a big deal more people are moving back into the office you know wherever you happen to be or you know splitting their time part home part office that kind of thing so it's a bit difficult it's, it's kind of like um when i was looking at doing craft this craft cms to wordpress site i investigated other plugins see if there was a plugin that could kind of handle it and one of them came up with wp all import mm, um yeah and I th it's part of like a suite of export import things so that to me is an example, unless you do a lot of importing and exporting of a plugin that will probably be used a once or maybe a sort of a handful of times in a very short space of time, but then may not be used the following year. So you won't necessarily get a recurring payment and so yeah. on. And I, yeah. I kind of started to think about that for my plugins, you know, is how how useful is mine on an ongoing basis or, or yeah. not? And so it's difficult to know. It's, it's difficult to know, like yourself, like WP user manager, if yeah, you have a management totally. site, you can totally yeah. see that that's going to be more of a consistent thing year on year for the life of that membership site. But email notifications, maybe not. Yeah, I it, it, it. Yeah, I was talking about this on on the podcast on the Delicious Brainwaves podcast about how it, the podcast was completely unrelated to the topic, but more about recurring revenue and how sticky plugins plugins are, and. Because I'm think I'm into like eighteen months worth now of renewals. Mm. I don't see a great renewal rate. I don't think at the moment for user manager because I, I feel like people buy it for a client and then they don't necessarily 
continue working for that client so they don't want to see the cost of that renewal hit them and yeah. you know they're, they're not fussed about support whatever so the, the, there's a bit of a churn in terms of the renewals uh, but even though like you, you say it should be it should be the type of thing because it's running the site it's powering their their community or it's powering their membership site and it's it's something that you'd want to have keeping up up going up you know keeping up to date and um and and paying for but then there's a there, there is a nuance to that in the fact that I'm still very much in the classic WordPress plugin. You are paying the renewal, and if you pay it, you get support and you get updates. Whereas there's a growing trend now of plugins that are locking features that you you know you only get with an active license. So mm-hmm. I think that that does help renewal. I mean, it, it it depends how much you do that and how far you go with locking because it could be too much and it could be quite aggressive. But I think mm. there's a balance to be struck. And I think I'm well down on, on the side of being too too easy and not not showing the value of keeping the payment uh, there. But yeah, I think I, going back to the original point of the um, dump, dip, dip in sales, I think, yeah, new sales, you're right, it is new sales where that would be affected. But then that is still, it should be still quite a concern, I think, in terms of, Recurring's good, but new sales, like if there's no growth, if there's no new sales or or there is a real decline, then your overall growth is going down. Um, mm. But yeah, that, sorry, that was just a segue really in terms of plug-in sales and, and summer. It's season, seasonality, isn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. Just like you'll see, uh, uh, you know, most people, I imagine, if you, especially if you have a sale on, an uptick during, you know, uh, Black Friday, Cyber yeah. Monday, you know, and yeah. that's a that's a um, that's an inflated kind of a, a time. You know, there's nothing specifically that's special about that, um, yeah. and it's and it's um, it's in, it's industry specific as well, isn't it? You know, um, toy sales will increase at Christmas. Plug-in sales will definitely not increase at Christmas, at least not in my view, um, yeah. because people are at home spending time with their families and not buying WordPress plugins. So it's interesting, actually, what you said about um, kind of locking in. I think plugins kind of self-lock anyway, because if you stop paying your subscription, you don't have an active license, um, you don't have access to updates and WordPress updates and something uh, breaks, mm. that that f- functionality is... is um, it stops working. It's it's kind of locked. So I think you know they have to then restart their subscription in order to um, you know and, and yeah. you get your revenue payment in order to to do that. It, it, yeah, but that only works in some cases, and we've definitely talked about it in the past where you've got plugins like your some of your BNFW add-ons and some of my add-ons that just work. They are stable. They the functionality is mature and they. You know they don't have a lot of bugs and they don't have a lot of change to the features that would perhaps make people think, oh, actually I want that feature now, so I'm going to renew because I want to get the update. So mm. you know you have that question of why would they renew? Because it just works. It's just a piece of code they have. Um, and I, I probably think there's more. The majority of plugins are like that. Um, but yeah, that's that's another conversation. The, the reason why that was coming mm. up is because um, there's been a big well, a big part of my work on Delicious Brains over the last, pretty much since January, has been uh, working on, although I've not been involved on a lot of the acquisition stuff, but on the acquisition of advanced custom fields, which yeah, it, it feels like old news now, but it's not been mentioned on the podcast and it's not obviously not been, um, we've not discussed it on the pod, but yeah, I mean, Delicious Brains acquired a custom field, advanced custom fields, 
uh, in June, the first of June or early June of this year, which is it's it's astronomical news really for Delicious Brains, for us, mm-hmm. for for WordPress and for yeah for, for advanced customer fields for Elliot. And I, I'm not going to go too much into like the ins and outs of it and the story behind it because we've it's been talk it's been spoken about actually the acquisition process and how it came about and the whole the whole announcement is on two Delicious Brains Wave episodes that I'll put mm. in the show notes. But really. Pressing Matters podcast was an integral part of the whole story because we had Elliot on. I don't even remember when we had Elliot on uh, to talk about ACF and ACF blocks. Must but, have been a couple of years ago. Yeah, and that was a sort of the start of me and Elliot communicating and chatting and you know striking up a friendship and talking irregularly about his project, my projects, and just life in general, mm. um, and just put us down that road that when he did sort of say do you know what i'm thinking of i'm thinking of selling up that i put him in contact with brad and you know the rest is history and now it delicious brains it's just so good because it, delicious brains has always been a plug-in shop a plug-in company for developers mm-hmm. uh, and advanced custom fields is just an, a developer's dream um mm. so yeah that that's been a big part of what i've been working on and a big and Ever since June as well, we've had to do the handover, the migration, you know, running the website, running the e-commerce, migrating the the payment gateways and stuff from Stripe and oh yeah, it's been a lot of lot of work going on, um, and yeah, again more personal news I guess since we last spoken is the fact that I've sold one of my websites, um, mm. so I've done my own acquisition sale of of plugin rank, which well we've spoken about and i don't want to bang on about it because obviously we we did a whole episode of when i launched it but yeah it was a SaaS website for wordpress plugin developers that i put together last year during lockdown or during the early stages of lockdown um and i sold it at the end of may early june uh to awesome motive who make and make and sell great wordpress plugins and they themselves were users of plugin rank to help them promote and grow their plugins Mm. So they've taken it on, which is, I mean, personally, it's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm so chuffed that I've managed to build something and wrap it up and sell it and not kind of go down the road where in my head I've thought, you know what, I could probably grow this more. Maybe I could, I could double the revenue. Maybe I could do this. Maybe, you know, and and then just hang on to it with the the what if that I could keep growing it and, yeah. It, it was just nice to just to sort of wrap it up and and finish and the offer was kind of um attractive enough for me to think it was time to say goodbye to it even after a year only a year of building it um mm-hmm. so that's good that was news and what else have i been doing uh well again but i can't i just can't help but take stuff on even though perhaps it's a distraction and perhaps it's not it's not the best time to do it, but um, yeah, literally the day, two days after announcing the sale of Plugin Rank, I announced the launch of a new, a new project that's a sort of a co-project with Alex Denning from Ellipsis Marketing, WordPress Marketing Agency. We've had him on the podcast, mm. uh, English guy, and we, so we've launched FlipWP.co, soon to be .com, hopefully, um, that is 
basically an acquisition marketplace for WordPress companies. So, I mean, we've just literally just talked about two acquisitions that have happened in the WordPress space, but they're just happening all the time. And this is a place that people can go and list if they, if, you know, you want to sell your plugin business, you want to sell your theme business, you want to sell your WordPress focused SaaS or your WordPress domain or your WordPress focused blog or, or you know, a business that is a WordPress product effectively. Mm. Um, FlipWP is a place to list it and we've got a set of buyers that are registered and they're kind of, they pay to register to get access so things aren't public. It's kind of all the listing details are private and only the you know registered buyers get it and they get to you know we kind of it's a very low level brokerage i guess because we list it and show what's available and the buyers get in touch with the sellers and they can take it from there they've got an asking price that we help and yeah it's that that's launched and we've we went through a bit of a three-phase launch where we just did a pre-launch to get people interested did the buy launch to get buyers registered all the while getting people coming and saying i want to sell and then we had the launch of our first listings that went live we had launched with four now we've got 12 on the site uh actually probably soon to be 11 or 10 because deals p- people are buying these listings um and we've got four more for next week and more in the pipeline so yeah i'm talking really fast there because it's been busy but yeah flip flip wp is cool it's it's a different type of product it's like a half product half service because i've had mm. to build the website had to i'm using wp user manager which is pretty awesome to like dog foods my own thing and Mm. build things that needed that are needed and integrate with user manager like taking payments with stripe and proper subscriptions and membership um so yeah Mm. it's fun but yeah i it's really stupid because i did try and convince myself that selling plugin rank would be really good to open up mental and time and physical capacity to do other things like focus on user manager but then flip wp has kind of come in and sucked that vacuum of time and space um yeah there is an argument though for um you know get grasping opportunities as and when they come up you know i mean um yeah you're very good at that i think and you're you you picked up on the you know that there were a lot of acquisitions going through in the wordpress space um, in fact, if you're in the post data Slack, there's a bit of a sort of a running joke where um, you know the counter ticks to zero when you know days since the last plugin acquisition zero, <laughs> you know, gets ticked down. Yeah. Like, right, it's take the number off, put the just, put the zero <laughs> up again, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, it does seem to be rife at the moment. So I think you know you've you're, you're doing something very good, very topical, and um, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And I, I suppose it's just to keep an eye on your time and you know how how well yeah. that's going for you and see how it goes. And you know, I, I'd like to think, um, you know, based on what you've just said, that Flip uh, is WP is taking less time than Plugin Rank. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, I think Plugin Rank was. A, a big investment originally of building, you know, a full-blown SaaS app with Laravel, with quite a lot of ongoing um, work to m- make sure it was all ticking over with pulling in data and and adding features and stuff. So yeah, that there is a lot more work to that. I think FlipWP had a certain a hefty amount front-loaded, like the site build, making sure it all worked, getting the registrations in, uh, making sure that the billing part worked, and. Alex has been putting in processes so we can have basically a pipeline, a funnel of when people come and say, I want to list my business, you know, we can go through 
quite an automated and quite a hands-off process to grab their details, get it listed, put it out there as a part of a weekly release. So I think going forward, it will be less intensive and time-consuming than uh, Plugin Rank was. So yeah. that's a good thing. And and yeah, hopefully this thing can grow and scale much easier and with less, you know. And it, it's, I'm just excited because, like you said, PostStatus has this joke going because there's loads of acquisitions that are happening. But a lot of those acquisitions are private, um, like the Advanced Custom Fields one. That wasn't listed anywhere. Uh, Search mm. WP that was recently sold to Awesome Motive. There's no, you know, these things yeah. are happening behind closed doors. There is only a couple of places that you can list WordPress businesses like Flipper or places like that, but you don't, you're not selling to a dedicated audience of people who are interested in WordPress businesses. So you're mm. kind of hoping that you might get somebody that would want to sp pay the right price for your business and take it on and not tank it and look after it and know what they're doing with maybe like a WordPress plugin business and, and grow yeah. it. And, and there's loads of people who are also looking to buy these things, but there's just no, like, unless they're in, you know, a lot of the deals are being done privately, as I said. So unless you're privy to that information, unless you have a really good um, channel for that, which most people don't, you know, they're sitting around thinking, well, I, I want to spend 50 grand on a plugin or 100 grand on a plugin and grow it and do this. But there's just nothing to, there's no way they can find good quality businesses. So yeah, the, we're serving two needs, I think, from two different peoples and people. And it it's working out really well. And it's quite clear that there's, demand from both sides like there's people who have seen flip wp and gone I, I am ready and happy to sell my business but up until seeing flip wp they didn't know where to sell it or didn't think that the existing solutions were the right place to sell um yeah so yeah it's 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 it seems to be yeah right time and hopefully it can just grow and it, it can just be the place now where people want to go and buy and sell businesses that are wordpress products basically yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're centralizing it because the alternative is to try and make sure that you're on top of it everywhere. You need to be in post status. You need to be on, you know, WordPress looking for, you know, um, out of date plugins or ones that are, you know, are marked as, you know, adopt me or whatever it is, you know, the the, the tag yeah. for it and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, and, and talking to people and being on Twitter and, you know, following the right people and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of exhausting and you're taking the pain away from that. And that's that to me i remember someone saying that to me the, like in the first year i was i started my business they said like it's, it was something along the lines of um you know a business is going to take the pain away from doing something so i've always tried to view it in that way like what what are you doing to reduce friction somewhere and what you're doing yeah. is i think reducing a lot of friction so yeah no it's really good and people pay for your thing isn't that right they they pay for, they like pay to kind of see the yeah. the opportunities Exactly. So from a from a buyer's perspective, they're paying a yearly fee to get access to the listings and to, to see the details, to contact the sellers. And that's $299 a year, um, which, to be honest, there's been a bit of feedback saying, like, I want to see them. I don't. Why is it not public? I don't want to have to spend this. But most people, well, there's, there's a ton of buyers that are paying it and they're getting access. And that's 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 all good for them. But it, you know, I think if you're if you're looking to buy a business that is perhaps four figures, five figures, and and you're you're not willing to spend two hundred ninety nine just to get that ease of access for you, then I don't know if you're the right person anyway. But mm. yeah, and in terms of sellers, 
it's free for sellers to register and it's free for them to list but we take a one percent commission uh from them if they successfully sell to one of like our registered buyers because that's that's the broker fee basically um yeah to to, to doing that and and obviously there needs to be a a, a kind of a business model for us that makes it sustainable and that's i think what what we've gone down there was there was talk of like having different different prices for buyers to so some could get early access and all of this and it seems too niche and not fair to do that so everybody who pays the the fee gets it at the same time but there's the commission that takes from the sale and you know we've kind of gone back and forth and talked to sellers people who are selling listing with us people who are thinking about it think you know and all the feedback has been quite you know if if you're if you're going to get me paid i'm quite happy to to get you paid kind of thing and one percent yeah, is seems to absolutely. be the right figure at the moment. So yeah, no, it's all it's all good. Um, no, it's good though just, because that that doesn't you know make it impossible for people that want to sell a business for you know a few hundred dollars or you know tens of thousands or even millions of dollars. You know, so it's yeah. uh, it, it all works out the same the the same for for the seller. So yeah, I think that's good because you don't want you don't want to become a you know an exclusive club. You know, just for people that want to sell their business in particular, um, you know, obviously you're going to have to have some form of um, capital to be able to buy to buy it. So that's slightly different. But for, from a buyer's perspective, I think that's that's really fair. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, it's really just interesting to see what the shape of the like the ecosystem is because we started out with some really big deals, but you've, you've got people who are selling plugins that are, you know, it's asking price of $1,000 plus, but then we've got, We've got one that's over two million asking price, and that's not wow. even a high valuation. That's a that is a realistic valuation based on their revenue and their business, um, because it's that good a plugin that is doing that well in terms of business. So it's it's quite crazy to see that, you know, you, you always think about the big plugins in the space, like the advanced custom fields, like Gravity Forms, and and other such big uh, premium plugins that. I, I don't know you you consider those as outliers but actually there's a lot of other plugins in the middle that doing really well um and yeah obviously they get to the point in their business life where the founder or whoever is just interested in moving on and um mm. so yeah just I just hope it will it will keep helping and and serve a purpose and we've got people buying listings which is great so yeah I'll, I'll try not to talk about it too much more I'll, I'll drop more stuff about it in the show notes and um yeah no it's cool but it's exciting and new say yeah exactly need new and needs to say i'm busy still but hopefully i'll have a couple of weeks off over the summer holidays yeah absolutely yeah and i plan to take some time off uh, as well at some point uh, i think towards the end of august actually is my next opportunity but um but yeah no looking forward to actually getting back into a swing of more having more time off you know as as things become more um uh, what's the word? I hate the word normal. I don't mean normal. I mean like more mm. consistent, regular, expected. I don't know. However, however you want to sort of see it, you know. Not that we're out of the woods, but you know, we 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 should have a Christmas. We should have you know half terms and you know more regularity, I guess, to our year now. So hopefully we can start planning these things out a bit better and factoring in time off in amongst all the things. Yeah. So if you're busy, at least you know you're going to get some time off at the end of it somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Not like last yeah, year at all. No, I, yeah, hopefully we get into some form of normality. Although, 
yeah, I'm keeping fingers crossed because it does seem like we we can't we can't make right decisions as a country currently. But no, yeah, <laughs> hey ho. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, I'm I'm glad we we got back on got back on the horse and had a chat and had a catch up and um yeah we we hopefully won't have such a big pause but we've just got to we've got to factor it in I guess with our schedules of life and business and work yeah absolutely yeah but that's okay yeah it was nice to nice to catch up and uh and and chat to you and hear about everything you've been doing because um whilst we do sort of chat you know outside of the podcast we haven't actually chatted for a while mostly because of like you know no, exactly. moving and business yeah. so um so yeah yeah but no it's good no it's great talking to you Ian and um yeah we'll we'll schedule uh, another pod- podcast recording soon yeah, it would be good to it would be good to sort of do a dive into what's happening with WordPress core and like full site editing five point eight and because uh, I think there's going to be seismic changes happening soon that mm. yeah that will affect us in a way uh, you know depending on how big or small but it would be good to talk about that I think yeah absolutely yeah um, yeah block widget blocks and things like that that's um, something mm. I want to investigate and chat about and. Yeah, and everything. That'd be good. Yeah, nice. Cool, man. Well, yeah, good to chat and take it easy. Talk next time. Yeah, absolutely. Take it easy. Speak soon.